Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of the second season of the Recovering Hypocrite Podcast. I'm your host, Noel Jesse Hakenen, the chief recovering hypocrite around these parts, and it is March Madness. And if you are a college sports fanatic, uh, this is like a huge holiday season for you. It's like, I don't know, uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day all rolled together into one, and it's a big uh, deal. And of course, uh, like every March Madness, there have been... uh, Um, just amazing victories by teams uh, that have done very well and tragic losses uh, by teams that have done poorly. And sometimes you can't even predict which one is going to be which, which is why uh, there is such a thing as bracket busters. And so without getting into any particulars on how any particular team is doing, um, something dawned on me as I was watching uh, NCAA basketball last week. So last week, um, my beloved Spartans were playing in their very first round game, which was a very difficult game and shouldn't have been, but it was. And there was this moment where Tom Izzo, our coach, um, got really in the face, in the grill uh, of a guy uh, by the name of Henry, who is our oh, one of our freshman players. And, and to the people who don't know Tom or haven't watched him coach, uh, it looked uh, terrible. Like the optics were just really bad. I mean, here he was screaming in his face and all this kind of stuff. Um, And there is, of course, the behind the scenes aspect of it that uh, lots of reporters as well as lots of players have been uh, trying to explain how that operates in their realm in a healthy way. And I'm not going to get into the debate on that one because, you know, I will betray my, uh, of course, my bias. But what it got me thinking about is this whole idea of college athletics in the sense, uh, not so much of the, you know, that coach player relationship or uh, any of the other myriad of things we could talk about regarding, you know, college sports. But what got me thinking about is the players themselves. Um, So you've got this freshman player on Michigan State's team who is now all of a sudden thrown into the limelight um, for this uh, seeming altercation he has with the coach out there. And, And, you know, the Twitter sphere blows up and social media blows up and everybody wants to give their opinion and and their perspective on what is going on. And I thought it'd be good to sit down with a, an athlete who has experienced this sort of thing. And one of the uh, advantages we have as a church is our church is located just off of the edge of, of Michigan State University. In fact, we have one of our locations on campus at Michigan State, and we have a fair number of athletes that come to our church, athletes from um, all kinds of, we've had basketball players over the years, football players, track players, lacrosse, soccer, you know, club sports and actual um, revenue generating sports and non-revenue generating sports and baseball and all that kind of stuff. And so we have lots of college athletes around here. And I had the opportunity to sit down with Brian Lewerke. And Brian is uh, Michigan State's quarterback going into his senior year. And he is a, a member of our church and his family comes here when they're in town for games. And so I've got an opportunity to get to know him uh, and his, over the years and get to know his dad just a little bit. And wanted to ask Brian to talk a little bit about the experience of being a Christian 
uh, college athlete uh, that is kind of thrown into the limelight. And so everything gets evaluated from his playing to his faith, uh, to how he interacts with his players, to how the team interacts uh, with other teams and all that sort of thing. Just to talk to him about what it's like to be, let's just be honest, a kid, a college kid uh, that is thrown out into that limelight. And so, uh, Brian, so glad to have you uh, with us on the podcast. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your faith story? Um, yeah, I've grown up in a Christian household basically my entire life. Um, both my parents come from um, a believing family. Uh, my, my mom's parents were actually uh, missionaries in the um, region of Bolivia and China. Um, as uh, kids, my mom would join them. Um, and my dad, he didn't do any of that stuff, but he was also a believer. So um, I've grown up in the church my entire life. My parents have been a part of uh, the worship team at pretty much any church that we've gone to. Um, and I was baptized um, my junior year of high school. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, I've kind of just been growing up uh, believing in Jesus my entire life. So. Yeah. So did you ever, uh, did, were you ever joined the worship team with your parents? Uh, I never did that. I would sometimes join the Christmas choir at my churches, but um, I've, nev- I've never exposed my music talent to the world yet. <laughs> can, you, now, can, you, can you sing at all? Uh, both my parents can pretty well, so I think if I tried, I could. Right. I've never, I'm always too shy. I've never really wanted to too much, but I'm sure I'd be able to at you, least, do you at sing, least fake well, it. Do you, sing, do you sing in the car or do you sing in the shower? I do when I'm alone. Um, whenever I would sing in the car as a kid, my mom would... Uh, like, I, I do it quietly. My mom would always ask me to speak up because she wanted to hear me, so she'd turn the radio down a little bit, and then i just go, I, I just wouldn't say anything because I'd get too embarrassed, and so I just, I'm just i just too shy to be able to sing in front of people now. So you are an introverted dude. Like, if, if uh, you were in a room, you're happy to have the other people talking. So how, what's it like um, being in, a, in such a front-facing position where everybody knows yeah. who you are as an introvert? It's been different. Um, it's been something, you know, in high school, um, I was a quiet kid, even growing up, all that. Once I, once I moved here, um, being a quarterback is not a position where you can be introverted. Um, so I had to kind of open up and expose myself to people a little bit and just kind of become more talkative. Um, and I think I've done a good job of that. Uh, I've become a much more talkative person. I actually enjoy doing stuff like the thing we're doing right now. I would never have done anything um, like that in high school. So just being able to open up, I think, has been really good for me, especially for the position I play. Well, even my, my so my son is a friend of yours, and he said, "There's no way Brian's going to say yes to this." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like he he probably knows. He probably kind of knows how quiet I am. And well, he's quiet too. So he's he an introvert so, as well. So yeah. he, I think he he gets that. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He, there's no way Brian's going to say yes. Yeah. So that somehow I was able to open up a little bit, which is awesome. That's great. Now, have you had people that have helped you with that? Like helped coach you into that, or is that just something you just realized you had to do? My dad's always gotten me to or tried to get me to speak up a little more and be more vocal and um i was always like no i i don't need to do that that'll be fine i'm i'm cool with the way i am but as i got older i kind of just saw the big picture and realized that um he was right i need to start talking more and just uh, becoming more vocal now at what point uh switching a little bit to football at what point um did you realize you had uh, a, a gift, a talent for football in particular. I mean, my guess is most people who are uh, excelling at their sport like you are were, were good at a lot of sports. So yeah. I suspect you were. Like, at what point, how did you hone in on football? Well, I played um, baseball, football, basketball. Um, played basketball up until uh, my sophomore year of high school. I played freshman, uh, freshman basketball. 
was okay. I couldn't really shoot, could play defense really well. But um, and I played baseball up until high school as well. But once um, once I moved, to, I, I was born in Seattle, moved to Arizona when I was twelve, um, and I uh, my dad sent me up with the quarterback coach um, in seventh grade, and that was kind of when started to realize that I think I'm pretty good at this quarterback thing and I kind of want to stick with it. Um, so about that time, that was when I started really focusing on football and um, you know, going into high school really helped me. So how did you end up at Michigan State? Like, so Seattle kid in Phoenix, like why Michigan State? Honestly, people ask me all the time and I, it's, it's kind of a question I don't even know if I've figured out yet. Um, it was kind of just a thing that my parents and I prayed about it a lot. Um, I got a call from Michigan State uh, one day um, saying that they wanted to offer me a scholarship, um, and I decided to come take a visit up here uh, to Michigan State. And once I came here, I just immediately fell in love with it. Um, Coach D is a awesome person. Um, he's, a, he's a believer himself, so he that was kind of something that resonated with me. My quarterback coach at the time, Brad Salem, um, he was a Christian guy as well that I've seen even here at RIV before. Um, so... Uh, it was it was it was great to be able to have that connection. They make everyone there feel like family, and um, that was kind of one of the main reasons. I didn't really think too much about the distance at the time. Maybe if I had a little more, it might have swayed my decision. But um, I've I've definitely grown accustomed to this weather and just being away from home. I think it's really helped me. So, how has your uh, faith, in particular, how does that inform how you approach football, or does it? I, I, my presumption would be that it does, but maybe it, it does. doesn't. So how does yeah. that inform your approach to um, any aspect of it, from practice to the games to thinking through your future and all that? Just how, how intersect those for me yeah. a bit. I mean, I'm sure if you ask any Christian athlete, they'll say that you're not defined by um, what others think of you, but by what God thinks of you. And I think that really applies to football, especially when you're having if you're having an up season or a down season. Um, you, d- you definitely take what other take the criticism that people are giving you, but at the same time, um, you know that ultimately you're defined by um, how you look in God's eyes. So. so, you mentioned the up and down season. You've had both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in your career, so you're going into your senior year, or yeah. were you a redshirt? I did, yeah. Right. Yeah, so you're going into your redshirt senior year. Um, Walk me through, uh, you know, so kind of your kind of the little roller coaster ride for people who are not familiar with Michigan State football. Kind of walk them through a little bit of your journey there as the quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I'll go from from freshman to senior. Um, freshman year was my redshirt year. Connor Cook was a quarterback at the time. Um, we had a very good season, probably the best we've had since I've been here. Won the Big Ten championship. Um, made it to the college football playoff. Didn't perform well in that, but still made it there. Um, so that was that was a great season to be a part of, just kind of see what college football is like, get accustomed to um, how how the how the game works. Um, my next year was my redshirt freshman year. Um, I did not start end up start. Uh, I did not start the season starting that um, season, but um, about the eighth game in against Michigan, I broke my leg um, after having started the two previous games before that. Um, so that kind of was a little bit of a downfall. I didn't really like that too much. Um, it did help me put a lot of weight on. I probably put 20 pounds on in that off season, just being able to strictly lift upper body, not running a lot. So you kind of put on a little fat too, but it was probably good for me at the time. I was kind of a skinny guy coming out of high school. So, um, that was good. 2017, the next year, my, uh, retro sophomore year. Um, I started every game that year. It was a great year for us. Um, I think I really came out into the light uh, pretty well. And it was fun to be able to finally get back to playing football again the way <clears throat> the way I was used to. And then uh, last year, uh, 2018, my redshirt junior year, 
a um, little bit of a down year for us. Expected a little more than um, what had happened in the season. Um, I expect more for myself. Injuries obviously played a big part on both sides of the ball and in more positions than just mine. But um, overall, obviously, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career, um, and each each season kind of has its own little story. So, so how how do you handle uh, people talking about you? Like I I remember when my kids were really little, and and Andrew Maxwell was quarterback at MSU, and they knew him from church. And somebody near us in the stands as we were watching one of his games was just string of profanities talking about what a terrible person he was like. It was like, and my my youngest at the time was in elementary school, and he said, "Is that the Andrew we know?" And it was that little dagger in my heart where I was like, "Oh, these are excuse the the phrase kids. These are college kids out here, and they're real people. They're not just." You know, I don't know. Uh, they're just normal people. How do you handle the the criticism, and does your faith inform that at all? It was tough at first. Um, you know, uh, as a kid and as growing up through high school, I was never really criticized for how I played on the field. Um, it was kind of, like I said, I, I was always kind of good at every sport I played. Um, so going into this last year, it was kind of the first time that I've received criticism from an outside source, um, especially after having such a good year I had last year to see kind of the way that you know people are fickle obviously they want to have a good team and I agree with them 100% I wanted our team to be better as well but um, just having that having that background and faith really helps um, especially having a strong support system that my parents have my mom will send me uh, daily devotionals every day through text she'll take a picture of her little uh, little book she has and send it to me um, so those help me get through the day and um, I, I, I talk to my dad probably every other day, every second day or whatever. So um, just being able to have that support system, talking to them is really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. People have, uh, you know, so we, we were talking earlier, we we're talking about the fact that online um, is, uh, it's, it's a crazy, it's, a, it's the wild west <laughs> online and people say whatever they want and they, and uh, do you read about yourself online? Do you avoid that? What's your what's your strategy for dealing with online criticism? Early on um, in my career, I would always you know try and search my name on Twitter, try and see what people are talking about me because it's kind of my first time in the big light. Um, so it was, it, it was kind of cool to see that people are actually talking about me. Um, but you know, as um, as the season, as this past season went by, um, and you know, I received a little more criticism than um, I was kind of used to. It kind of took. Going away from that a little bit, um, I don't really search my name at all on Twitter anymore or anything like that. Um, I kind of try to stay away from that um, and just kind of focus on what's in front of me. Because, you know, people people can get upset about, like I said, people get upset about seasons. I would pro- I'd probably be the same if I was them, um, especially when you're, when you're able to kind of hide behind um, a social media profile. It's kind of easy just to throw shots at people. But um, I think it's just been something that you kind of just have to – look away from mm-hmm. it's actually a remarkable statement you just made i don't even know if you realize what you just did but you gave a level of grace to people who are not giving a level of grace to you mm-hmm. i mean that's that's really what christianity is about the whole idea that we don't deserve one bit of the good grace that god gives us and and as he transforms us that's it changes who we are i mean do you find that that's it, that's an easy thing for you to do to offer grace to those people, or is it is it uphill battle? Is it like like well, you said it so matter of factly, like this is yeah. just what you do? Like, how, what was that journey like? There, I mean, there's sometimes where someone will hit a trigger in my brain, and I'll get pretty upset. But for the most part, I've always been a guy that I've never really 
Um, the one to I've never gotten a fight in my entire life, not even high school, nothing like that. I've never been really a confrontational guy that just resorts to throwing fists or doing something like that. I've always been, maybe to my downfall, just the kind of the guy that just agrees with people. If I was like, all right, yeah, whatever, you're you're right, it's fine. I don't, I don't really want to argue about it. Um, so I've kind of just been that guy that doesn't really confront people about stuff like that. You've been pretty vocal about your faith. I've heard you even in interviews, uh, you know, and it's a typical thing for athletes to drop God's name, just say God bless or or whatever like that. Do you find that when you talk about your faith that people write it off as just the typical athlete thing to say? Or have you found that um, kind of the way you live your faith causes people to realize that you're really, you really mean what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Cause you're living right in the middle of, you're probably hearing a lot of guys say, Oh God first. And then you go, Nope, dude, I've watched your life and I know yeah. it's not. <laughs> so yeah. talk about that kind of in, in, in the sports arena. It's kind of been a struggle, you know, cause I can kind of relate to some guys that have that. Um, I've had struggles in my life that um, I'm obviously not proud of. And there's, there's been tough times that you have to walk through. Um, but when I, when I say that, you know, when I say in interviews that it's really um, God's reasoning that I'm that I'm here and I'm, and I'm playing the sport. I mean it 100%. Um, I'm just not just kind of just uh, trying try to fill in words. It's, it's something that I actually mean. So. On the team, um, do you find as, so as the quarterback, you're really, you're, you're leading the team. Do you find that you're... Um, able to leverage that opportunity to talk about your faith with teammates or is it something where it's kind of like football's here your faith's over here they're kind of it's kind of hard to integrate the two how how do you how do you find that as a leader i definitely want to mix it um and the way that sometimes i act kind of maybe not may not um give off the reasoning that um that's kind of the way i'm trying to approach it i try to intertwine the two um it can obviously get pretty difficult sometimes just because um, some people just may not want to hear that at the time. You know, I'm playing football. I don't, I, I don't want to hear about that type of stuff. Um, so it kind of takes um, getting to know someone at a, in a personal level enough that you can approach them about something like that. Now, I have seen um, over the years a number of times, and I think this probably happens at every game, that after the game is over, a bunch of you go out on the field, kneel down, and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and sometimes that's come off of a terrible loss. Like you guys have been, you know, you had, you thought you were going to go into a game. We all thought you were going to win it. You guys probably thought you were going to win it and then you didn't. And then there you guys are out there. Where did that come about? How long has that been part of the program? Who leads that? How does that all work? It's been, it's been there ever since I've been, uh, ever since my first year. Um, It kind of just something we do. uh, That's what Coach D believes in. We'll even bring in, if some of our opponents we play want to join in, uh, join in with us, we'll hold hands with them um, and get a quick prayer in. but it kind of just depends on the um, – I've, I've led a few. Kari Willis led um, a few last year, Josiah Price in previous years. So it's been something that we've done every year, and um, I'm really happy that we do it. So do, do you guys ever get any slack from that? I mean, in our culture right now, the whole idea of separating our faith out and making it just a private thing versus such a public thing. Yeah. Do you guys get any? I've never seen on any, really? honestly. Um, I've never seen anything on Twitter or any, any person approaching me like, why are you guys praying after a loss or something like that? So I'm, I'm very thankful that none of that has happened. So Brian, now that you've been doing this for a while, uh, give some advice to uh, Christian kids who are just going to start their college career here soon. What advice would you give them? Yeah, as being a Christian athlete, or even a Christian general, um, going into college is obviously a tough time. 
Um, you meet a lot of new people, meet, meet a lot of new faces. A lot of doors are open to some that you don't want open. Um, so just me going through that for my past five years, having experienced all that, if I could give any advice to a person coming into college is um, find a, found, a strong foundation of friends that you can really rely on, um, the people that will hold you accountable. Um, even if it's not your main friends or people you hang out with every day, um, find someone. I have, I have guys that will go out, um, get food with every once in a while, some Christian guys. Um, just talk with them, talk about how we're, what we're doing in life. That's um, someone that can just hold us accountable. So um, just make sure that you find that, find that foundation, find that um, stronghold that will help you uh, throughout your time here in college. So, Brian, thanks so much for uh, just sitting down and talking with us about that. We hope you have a great season this year. Uh, wherever I'm traveling, it's fun for me. I, I'm in airports, and I get a chance to say go green to people in airports and because you see people in Spartan gear, and it's it's a kind of a fun thing that we get to carry with us around the world. So thanks for representing Spartans well, and thank you for representing Jesus well in your sport. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.